皆さん、こんにちは。えっと、イギリスに住んでいるオリーと申しまして、あの、ただいまはですね、ジャパニーズを話しております。ザ・フルエントショーにようこそ。Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving Living and learning languages. Hey guys, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and I'm here today to answer your most burning questions about how we can enjoy and make progress in language learning. That voice you heard there before the music kicked in is my friend Ollie Richards, who volunteered to be the first one to record a new intro. In one of his target languages, which I think was Japanese, from what I could figure out, <laughs> even though I'm not a Japanese learner, I would love to hear more of your voices. So, no matter where you are in the world listening to this right now, do you want to record yourself speaking a little bit of your target language and becoming a part of the Fluent Show? If yes, then please. Leave me a message. You can either do this by sending me a DM or adding me. Is that a verb? Who knows? Tagging me on Twitter <laughs> at The Fluent Show or on Instagram at Kirsten underscore fluent. And you can then record your message and I'll send you some instruction on how to do it. It doesn't matter which language you are recording in, as long as it is a language that you enjoy learning. In today's Show, I'm going to be answering a question about language lessons. Working with a language tutor is something that I can recommend for language learners at almost any level and almost in any background, especially introverts actually, because you'll just get so much more out of the intense environment and the focused attention that you experience in a language lesson. I've been a language tutor for over five years now. Wow. <laughs> And I started teaching German. I've also taught French. And I've also worked with people as a one to one language coach, which is when we look at setting the best goals and cleaning up your routine, really, and making it the best that you can have in order to make quick progress and achieve what you want to achieve in language learning. Before I kick off, though, let's take a second and thank. Our sponsor as well for this week's show, which is once again Smart Cards Plus. So that's a new flashcard and spaced repetition app. Great support system for the language lessons. And I already know a few tutors who are using Smart Cards Plus. Smart Cards Plus is a flashcards app that has an algorithm designed to help you track your progress over time. And save you study time with vocab and sentences and anything you feed it with by cutting out the words you already know and zooming in on helping you remember the ones that you cannot remember yet. The app is well designed with a simple interface that just gets out of your way, gets straight to the language, and lots of custom options that will satisfy your inner nerd. I tried the app as a test and I was really surprised because it's a lot quicker. Quickier? A lot, <laughs> a lot quicker and easier than I had expected. It motivated me to create my own course because creating your own flashcards in SmartCards Plus is super simple, super fast. And I've got a little Welsh course going with now over 150 
words in that I just found in books and in conversations and all around me. Smart Cats Plus is one of the most user-friendly language learning apps I have ever seen. It's right up there with the classics and favourites. You'll have to check it out for yourself, really. And you can do this by downloading Smart Cards Plus from smartcardsplus.com slash fluent. The app is a freemium model, which means that you can get 25 card reviews for free every single day forever. And if you then choose to try out a premium account, you get it for just $7.99 per year. If you're in the UK, I believe they make it £7. If you're in Europe, it'll be €7. So £7.99 of your currency. (laughs) For you, as a Fluent Show listener, there is a special offer when you go to smartcardsplus.com slash fluent. And that is a no-risk trial month where you can really test drive the whole app for free and see if it fits your language learning routine. So thank you very much to Smart Cards Plus for supporting the Fluent Show. Coming back to this week's question, let's get into it. And the question came to me in my learners, in my listeners' target language. I love that. It's from David. Hello, David. And his question was in German. So I'm going to read it out in German and I'll tell you what it's about. Wenn dein Ziel sich um die gesprochene Sprache dreht. Was machst du, um dich zu verbessern im Selbststudium? Also zum Beispiel wie ich, jemand, der an einem Schreibtisch mit einem Notizbuch sitzt. Und der zweite Teil, ich spreche ungefähr vier bis fünf Mal in der Woche mit einem Lehrer oder Austauschpartner. Was machst du, um dich vorzubereiten, wenn du was Bestimmtes üben willst? So this breaks down to two questions. Number one, how do you improve your speaking skills when you self-study. Is there anything specific that I do for it? And the second part is, what do I do to prepare to practice something special, something specific, when I have got a language lesson coming up? David is quite a heavy German learner, heavy rotation German learner, about four to five times a week he speaks to a teacher or language exchange partner. So David, first of all, super. Ich glaube, das machst du toll. Ne? Really well done. That's a lot of commitment. And don't feel bad or anything like that. It really depends on your schedule, whether you do work with language tutors, but they are a great idea. You know, you need to, you need to improve your speaking skills like this. So when I first thought about answering this question, I thought about this idea of improving our speaking skills when we are studying solo, when we are, like David says, at the desk with a notebook. Is there anything specific? Is there a goal that you can set yourself for improving your speaking skills? And here's, here's what I believe. It's somewhere between hard and impossible to improve your conversation skills when you are studying by yourself. However, it is possible to improve some of your speaking skills, particularly the speed with which you put sentences together, the speed with which you pronounce things, the speed with which you you speak. And there are a few tools. So there's an episode that I have done before, which was actually about listening skills, but training your listening skills 
in a way that prompts you to then repeat or answer the sentences that you are hearing is then how you go from grow from training your listening skills to training your speaking skills and those two tools that I like best are Speechling and Glossika. They are similar, they kind of work in this really cool way and they are based on the concept of giving you a lot of mass sentences in your target language which you then reproduce, 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 reproduce. So those are great tools for practicing a language by yourself. It does get easier, it does get better over time. But really, at the end of the day, when I think about speaking, I rarely set myself specific goals such as I would like to improve my use of reflexive verbs when I speak, or I would like to use, I would like to improve my use of this grammatical structure when I speak. I do think about different topics that I want to talk about and certain topics just lend themselves to different grammatical structures. So as a German tutor for many years as a German teacher, I just noticed that natural and real conversations, they're just not made for practicing such grammar structures, but you can structure conversations around different topics. For example, if you want to practice the conditional or the unreal sentence types so things like I wish I had etc um, so the subjunctive it's called grammatically really if you want to practice that usually you can do a lot of conversations around money <laughs> and ask people what would they do if they lost all their money what would they do if they had a lot of money do they want to have a lot of money etc and we can just structure things around that kind of topic and I'll get back to that in a second around working with a teacher when I want to practice that grammatically and I am on my own and I don't have a teacher or somebody else and I really just want to practice that specific grammar point I use a grammar book I'm going to put in the show notes the Welsh grammar book that I'm using so if you want you can do like Amazon look inside or something like that but essentially it's one where I can look up a specific topic and then do specific exercises so it explains it to me it says you know just just in case I want to, you know, leave back a page or look up an irregular, it'll be right there. I don't have to whip out another book. And then there are just all these exercises and they are a little bit boring, a little bit repetitive, which is kind of the point. It's supposed to drill something into you. I find that quite relaxing. I don't find it stressful to go through that. So it's a, it's a kind of almost meditative way of learning a language because it is that boring and I know it can answer as well my burning questions but I don't really sweat it around a grammar topic and the second question that David asked and I will focus on a little bit more depth is how do you prep for sessions with a tutor and to prepare for working with a tutor I have put together a few tips for you for all of you guys really listening, and I think for David, hopefully this will be interesting. For me personally, when I prepare to work with a tutor, I bear in mind what I what I hired them for. Same with language exchanges, really. So this is one of my first tips for all of you. If you are looking for a language tutor right now, or you're considering maybe going back to purchase a batch of lessons, or you are just preparing for your first lot, my first tip is be clear about what you want to get 
out of it. Be clear what you are hiring this tutor for. Do you want to improve your language skills overall, over time? Do you want to work towards your personal sense of fluency and expertise? Do you want to prep for a text? A test? <laughs> do you want to just read in a target language? Uh, do you want to learn how to write? Or do you want to get more confident in conversations and improve your speaking skills specifically? Depending on what your goals are, your tutor will prepare something completely different and they will focus on completely different fields. So for me, as a German tutor, it's very, very different to work with a student who says, I'm self-employed, I've just moved to Switzerland, I used to be this massage therapist in the USA and I want to get confident talking to my clients. That's a very different way of working with somebody than if they came to me and they said, well, I'm currently at about level A2 in German and I want to keep improving, I want to keep getting better and better and better and these are the things I'm into. But there's no, you know, there's no burning purpose that they have. They're doing it for the love. This is very, very different. So you need to think about your goal. It doesn't have to be super deep, but just, you know, communicate to your teacher where you have come from and where you would like to go. And in the same way, decide in advance if you want to follow a curriculum. Decide also how you want corrections to work. In conversation practice, if you just say to them, oh, I just want to practice chatting and make this very unstructured and be very free, then you need to try in a conversation, and a good tutor will get this sort of out of you, you need to try and get a sense of whether you want to really grow your confidence and start to speak, which means they should not correct you for every single mistake that you make. They should listen out for the things that keep coming up and that they can pick you up on or whether you would like to speak extremely correctly, perhaps prepare for a specific talk that you're going to give or for a, com for a presentation in an exam. And then your teachers should pay more attention to the mistakes that you make and you will be able perhaps to take your confidence and put it to one side and say, no, we're just, I have to work on this neutrally. So it also, it's also about how you want to feel in your classes and how corrections work in my opinion, is very, very important for the success of the lesson, for the student to feel that they're getting something out of it. A good tutor will correct you, of course. A good tutor will notice if you keep doing the same thing wrong and given enough time will then prepare something so they can come in and say, do you know what, you keep saying like maybe something that happens with me with German students is you keep getting your word order wrong when you try to make a sentence that is about in order to do something in German that is an umzu structure it's it's a mess <laughs> so you need to you need to practice this and let me explain the rules to you just once more and then let's just drill a lot of those so that's something that you can do before even the first lot of your sessions and then the next thing that you can do is to get a lot of input in your target language just so you start processing listen to simple texts in the language if you can even podcasts that's a great idea so before your first set of lessons be clear about what you want to get out of it decide how you want corrections to work and listen to simple texts in the target language Before the next lot of lessons, or if you're an experienced student and you sort of know what you want to get out of it, here are some tips that will make a language lesson so much better for you. 
And a lot of these are from the perspective of a tutor, but I do do this as a student as well. And I have become more aware as a student of what makes the lesson work well because I did so much tutoring. So from both sides, I hope that these tips are really, really good to help you. <laughs> Number one, top tip, pro tip. This is something you've got to do. Do your homework. Even if there is nothing specific, like assigned or something like that, even if your tutor isn't a type that says, okay, so in the textbook that we're both working on, let's do exercises X, Y, and Z or anything like that. Homework is not always that specific, but the best students I have had, the best students I've worked with actually did the reading and the writing and just reviewed what we did in the lesson before. This is the number one way for you to get value for your money in language lessons because you cannot buy the knowledge you've got to do a little bit of work even outside the lessons and you you basically double you will double what you're getting for your money in your skype lesson if you just review and do your reading and do your writing so interaction and contact are at a premium if you're self-teaching try to stay focused as well so doing your homework is also about coming to the lesson ready and ready to kind of rock, you know, and feel good about it. If your teacher gives you a flashcard deck, for example, and some teachers make this, make an extra effort, you know, they might give you a vocab list, or they might even put the vocab into Memrise for you. If they do something like that, interact with the flashcards, you know, study the vocab, that, or just go over it once or twice from the last lesson. And I would even go as far as saying, you can do this at the cost of keeping your lessons all that frequent. So if you can't, if you want two lessons a week, but you can't prepare in between the lessons, you can almost get the same value out of one lesson if you spend that time preparing and sitting down by yourself. It's a little bit up to you, but you will feel that your lessons get smoother and smoother and you will feel more progress because you're not repeating the same errors and you're not repeating the same questions again and again. Review the vocab from previous lessons. This is my my top tip, really. Uh, the way I do it, for example, is when I am in a language lesson and we're on Skype, the tutor will just type the correct spelling, will type the new vocab, will type whatever I'm getting wrong in the correct form into the Skype chat. And it's then my job later on to sit down with the Skype chat, take out all of this new vocab and either put it in flashcards, maybe in a Smart Cards Plus course that you're making for yourself or into my handwritten vocab notebook and then working with it. Doesn't mean I have to memorize it all, but I feel it is just good practice to just look through it once again. Similarly, if you know you're going to talk about a specific text with your tutor or you want to talk about a specific topic, read the text. <laughs> if your tutor says, hey, what do you think of listening to a bit of music together? Listen to the music, you know, do what you need to do so that the lesson can be a most effective and the fastest that it can be. Decide in advance how you want to keep track of this vocab. Here is a tip from Benny Lewis on how he phrased it. And he said, make sure you have tabs open on your com computer screen to different dictionaries, translators and word lists that you may need while you talk. He wrote a bigger article about preparing for Skype lessons, so I'll put that in the show notes for you, which you will find at fluent.show slash 90.
In addition to reviewing the vocab from previous lessons, you can also research vocab of what you want to talk about. I like to do this with a mind map. So if I know I want to talk about books, books that I have read, books that we like to read, a book club that I'm doing or something like that, I will particularly look out for relevant texts. So you, you may want to go on link. You may want to just go on Google. I quite like to go on news.google dot and then the ending of the country that, I, that I'm interested in. So for example, news.google.fr will give you a particular French news website. And then just search around for the topic that I'm interested in. It depends on your language level, what is best. And there is a picture as well that I'm going to put in the show notes of how one of those mind maps looked. Oh, essentially, just ask yourself, what words do I already know around this topic? And that way you are prepared, if your lesson is a conversation lesson, you are prepared for the conversation lesson in the right way. And tip number four, so do your homework, review the vocab, research the vocab for whatever topic you want to talk about. Tip number four is be quiet, be somewhere quiet with fast internet, especially if you travel around a lot. So for some students, this is not a problem at all because you are connecting with your tutor at your lunch break, at your work. But just make sure that perhaps your assistant, if you have one, or your colleagues know that you're in this lesson and you can't take calls for the next 45 minutes. If it is absolutely impossible, maybe let your tutor know at the start of the next lesson. But if you really, really want to focus, it helps to, you know, just put your phone to one side, switch the technology off. Nothing will usually collapse in the next 45 minutes. I, like I said, I taught students for five years. No one ever had an emergency that needed instant attention in the middle of a lesson. And then tip number five for you is to let your tutor know what your next conversational goals are. Thinking, thinking about your path goals, you know, those realistic, smart, achievable Things that you think, okay, I can get there in the next 30 to 45 days. Those goals that, for example, you can set with the help of the Language Habit Toolkit. Tell your tutor what they are. Let them know where you kind of want to get next and tell them what you are stuck on. So one of the most important points of goal setting in my mind is that you look back on your last set of goals and then you think about, okay, is there anything from the last month that I want to carry forward into the next goal setting period? This is extremely helpful because you're just going to communicate exactly what you are stuck on. You're going to help them shape the lessons and prepare for you. This also works with language exchange partners, of course, but as we know, and you will get a link as well in the show notes to our language exchange podcast, as we know, language exchange partners, they count on you to do as much work as they do, so be sure to only ask them to provide what you would be ready to provide for them in return. In other words, if you want somebody to really prep for you and you want to turn up and have something ready and be done for you and you haven't got time to do it yourself, a tutor is exactly the kind of person that you want to work with. Ground rules. I have got five ground rules for you, no matter where you are at in your journey with your language tutor. No matter if you are just on italki looking around for somebody new with a new language that you're practicing, no matter if you're feeling shy or if you're feeling confident, these five are going to make your life 
better and easier when you're working with a language tutor. And they are, number one, respect your language tutor. <laughs> and by that I mean try and set your lessons at a time where your energy is high so you can handle them. Try and respect the amount of time that you have put aside. Even though you are paying them, don't treat them exactly like a service provider because they're a professional who really care about your progress. And this, is, this should be more about just handing over money in exchange for knowledge which you will find doesn't really work in languages anyway. So treat them like a partner. Number two, be open. Tell your tutor a little bit about yourself. Share your situation, share your language learning experience, share your fears, your hopes, your dreams. It doesn't have to be a sort of five hour, let's go out and have a drink and, you know, I don't know, get drunk and share our big hopes and dreams for life kind of philosophy session. But at the start, share, them, share with them a little bit about who you are. Be open because every student is different and the joy of working one-to-one -one with students and the reason tutors love working one-to-one -one with students is exactly the fact that it makes individual attention so possible. It's all about working with you as an individual and improving your personal situation. Number three, ask them for advice. They're a language expert. It's their job to help you. So do use them as the resource that they are. And they're just, they're going to feel great about this. They're usually, I hope, <laughs> and they're not going to feel overwhelmed, but they're going to feel like I'm an expert and this is really great because I get to do what I do best. Number five, four, number four, budget. For a few months, budget towards your next language goal. And by that, I don't just mean a financial budget, though that helps, because you will come into this interaction knowing what you can afford, what you are looking for, what's realistic. Uh, also budget your time. You know, think about how much time have I got and how much money do I want to spend on this? Because this automatically leads you on to the next question, which is how am I going to get there and how am I best spending this money? And I tell you now, if your budget is $8 and you want to achieve a rather ambitious goal in the next six months, I'm not sure how much tutor money <laughs> you need to budget. You may need to put more time in and find a language exchange because a tutor will need to get paid. And I keep saying this and I keep repeating this. And I'm sorry, it's, it's not a popular opinion, but I worked for a long, long time as a tutor and I've seen so many who put their prices low and who made their life very difficult and took on more students. And then, to be honest, the tutor wasn't as good as they could be. So give your tutor the chance to be the best that they can be by budgeting correctly. And if you can't budget for a tutor at the moment, don't worry, just use all the other resources available. Speechling, for example, with the live coaches that come straight back to you. Language exchanges, where you just put in a little bit more time and effort on your part and you get exactly the same back. And often tutors will participate in language exchanges too. I do it too. And they will let you know, I'm going to have to charge you for this or I won't. But, you know, let's, let's be fair here. And number five, again, decide how you want the corrections to work. And this is about deciding how you want to feel at the end of these lessons. As a final thought that I want to leave you with today, trust the process. Don't doubt yourself too much. 
in these lessons. Language lessons work best and language learning works best when you either do an awful lot over a short, short period of time or when you really think long term. If you don't want to work, and by an awful lot I do mean three to five hours every single day, if not more, immersively, just really hammering that language, you're going to make a lot of progress if you do that. But if you are like me and you have a life to live outside of language learning, think long term and trust yourself and remember that as long as you keep turning up, as long as you keep showing up, you will get faster as you move forward. You will get better as you move forward. Don't expect the world because you cannot buy knowledge. Those are my final thoughts on working with language tutors. This is a topic that, as you can tell, I am passionate about and I do like teaching, I do like coaching, I love working with people because seeing the progress of a motivated and dedicated language learner is like nothing else. And you guys, you are those language learners. That's my thought to leave you with for the rest of the day. And I'll see you next week here on The Fluent Show.